Today's episode, as all episodes are, is brought to you by our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Our friends at Budget Blinds, Jason, they've got a tip for everyone. When you're thinking about your windows, layering your window treatments work just like layering your clothes. It helps you keep the elements out while adding a different look. Okay, so I have to know, and perhaps they can answer this for us next week. What's the window treatment equivalent of like the sweater tied over your shoulders, like the 1980s preppy people? I don't have an answer for that one, but we'll put it in. We are going to submit. And if you have questions about layering your window treatments, call our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit or go see them. They're right in the heart of downtown on Main Street. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbert, and as always, I am joined by a man who's the real MVP. It's Nick Parker, publisher of Link to Lee Summit. First off, I'd like to thank my wife, Mrs. Link to Lee Summit, for all the support she has given me. I'd like to thank our listeners, because really, it's all about you guys. Where's the applause, Jason? I We'll have to put that in. I paused for applause. Post, post-production. post We're going to put that in. Oh, there we go. All right. So Link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about this fine and very fine city. Our unofficial sponsor tonight is Ice. Whether it was in the glass that I just finished drinking or on the roads, Ice is our sponsor tonight. You have that you that is a crime that you have committed on this podcast. Appease your sin for your sins. That is terrible. I have been in a musical mood all night long. What does that have to do with Vanilla Ice? Oh, wow. I just queued you up with some Lionel Richie there. I thought you were going to take it. No. You did not take that ball and run. I was too busy hammering on the Vanilla Ice thing. So, all right. So, we got some stuff coming. We got a, uh, one real quick little thing. And then a couple of, I think, topics that are of, of concern to the city. And we thought we'd raise those and have a little chat about stuff that's been in the news and, and what have you. But first piece... Um, is this week or last week, uh, Diane Seif, former city council member, uh, passed away um, after uh, she really, I think she'd been suffering from some illness since after her, uh, she lost the election last year uh, and her health took a bad turn and she passed away last week. We thank Diane for her service to the community. She did, she did a good job, Jason. She, she, she took on some issues for the community. She represented her district well and even kind of stood up to some pressure in her very last vote as a member of the council. Right. I think you know, she took a, a, I would call it a probably an, at least an unpopular vote um, in the, in the weeks right before the election. Um, and it may have cost her her seat on the city council as a result. She only lost by four votes and, and that kind of being doing what you believe is the right thing for your constituents, even in the face of public pressure is the kind of service that we, we laud in our elected officials, and, and we should appreciate Diane for what she brought to the community. So one final Link to Lee Summit, good on you, to former council member Diane Seif. Right, and our thoughts are with her family. Jason, the first topic I want to bring up this week is, is the, the council's discussion and vote on the Alera Housing Development Project in the southern part of Lee Summit. The vote, Jason, really didn't amount to much. We It was basically the same as last week. 
but what I'm gonna what I'm gonna kind of pick on here is the process of how they got to that vote. Right. And so let's just, well, let's uh, do what we do and go through the process of where they, how they got there. So last week there was a five to four vote on first reading, um, which moved it to second reading, which was this week. So there was no public hearing this week, although there were some public comments made about the project and this vote needed to be in order for it to pass for the project to become uh, approved and be able to do the development it had to be approved had to have six members of council so one of the council members would have had to change their vote from no to yes in order for this project to proceed um, that didn't happen but so there was no public hearing at all there was really was just council discussion and it got a little feisty yeah the effectual result is 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 the same as last week we we kind of saw it coming the 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 project is 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 done but for the first time really since our last election, so the first time with this group, we saw a little heat and a little fire between some of them, specifically between Mayor Bill Baird and District 1 Council Member Diane Forte. And while heated debate happens, Jason, that, that through the course of the projects and the things that come before a council, clashes will happen. And that's okay. But what gives me the pause is there's a lot of public rhetoric right now kind of flaring up things, issues with our school district, issues over some proposed apartments in town, issues over negotiations currently going on between the city and the represented groups. I don't want to see that hyperbolic rhetoric we see in social media and hear around town delve back into the discussion that happens on the dais and get back to where we were in the two previous council bodies. And so I hope that what we saw is not a precursor of things to come. Right. I think, and that's the question we have to ask, is the council going to, going forward, are they going to lead on this or are they going to follow on this? And I think by leading, they're going to be able to, if they lead, they're going to be able to sort of bring the temperature down of a lot of the discourse that's going on and have a professional conversation, uh, disagreeable, you know, there's going to be disagreements. These aren't going to be nine nothing votes and they're going to have those, those comments. Can they bring that temperature down and keep things on the level? You know, last week, Jason, you, you called out council member Rob Benny for, for some of his comments and discussion over this, this project as I don't know what the right way to say it as, as sounding somewhat classist yesterday during the discussion, mayor Bill Baird kind of hinted that maybe that's that same thing from some of the council members and Diane Forte took, took offense at it. And then that started some back and forth and to be fair to mayor Baird, he he apologized if he if he said that in the wrong way and also i think i think to be to be fair to the mayor in in comments after the vote at the end of the meeting he talked about about that conversation and some of the back and forth and some of the the rhetoric that's happening out in the community and and called on everyone to do better so that's a good thing and i hope that means that maybe they are they are looking to lead the discussion as you said 
Right. And, and they did have a brief conversation during the council comments afterwards talking about maybe it's time to revisit some of their procedural rules to help guide their debate in, in, a, in a proper way. So we'll see where that goes. Hopefully, I think this is something that the council is very capable of managing uh, with rule changes or no. Um, but if they if they all choose to just you know have their bit and, and say their piece and, and just once again bring that down a little bit to keep keep the public discourse at a level that's productive. Rule changes or not, Jason, I'm just going to go out. I'm going to go out and say this. This is something that you and I have have harped on since our very first episode, and that's that it is possible for us to have vigorous debate over community issues but it's also possible for us to do that in meaningful and effective ways if we focus on what the issues actually are and not trying to always win the argument with some drop the mic moments. Although, come on, we really like the drop the mic moments too. No, everybody loves to drop the mic, but you know what? It doesn't get us anywhere. Right. And it's really actually almost no one ever actually is capable of really pulling off a full drop the mic moment. So no, it's, it's no, none of us are really as clever as we think we are. That is absolutely the true truth. Your podcast hosts are prime examples of that. So every time we try to be funny, it just we're it's not. bad. It's bad. And so we're not clever. They're not as clever as maybe they think they are. Maybe we all should just like bat it down and, and have that conversation. There we go. And I don't want to spend an entire episode talking about that. I don't think we need to. I think this is a wait and see and kind of a plea for everyone to step back a little bit and, and remember that, that, that our words have meaning, that there's something there. So I want to move on. Jason, some big news going around last week was that there has been a lawsuit filed by Dr. Amy Gates against the Lee Summit R7 school district. That's correct. And, and so this, is, uh, this has been some of the issues surrounding this lawsuit have been sort of circulating quietly, but not uh, ready for publication, I guess, until this lawsuit was filed, putting some accusations on the public record. Jason, what I, wanna, what I really want to get into here is I don't want to, I don't want to start the side A, side B and just go back and forth. I, I, I think what we really need is, is can you put on your, your, your logger hat? Will you do that for me? Yeah. I'll, we'll send you a bill when we're done. I'm going to send you a bill. So it'll be fine. Ah, I always get stuck with the bill. Whenever you're around, I get stuck with the bill. That's the way this works. Uh, no wonder nobody likes attorneys. Anyway, I'm going to ask you to, to put, put your hat on for, for a few minutes here and, and let's go through this lawsuit because I think, there have been so many different issues. We've, we've got the facilities master plan study going on. We've got talk about the, the district's mission of, of, of equity, and there's a lot surrounding that. This lawsuit is about one of my favorite subjects, actually, Missouri's sunshine law. All right, Nick. So let's start here. In fact, we're going to flip the script. Why don't you tell the listeners, instead of you asking me, why don't you tell the listeners, what's the Sunshine Law? Well, this glorious document, it's actually, it's actually really simple, Jason. This is Missouri's Open Meetings and Records Law. This is the thing that lets media nerds like me hold our elected officials, our public officials accountable. This is what gives the people access to minutes, notes, 
emails, everything surrounding meetings and communications amongst public officials. Correct. And so this is a thing, and so when, if you think about the work of the government, the work of the government is funded by public dollars, by and on behalf of the public. And the, the concept behind these laws is that the public has a right to know what's going on in their government. And so you can't, so whenever you're in session, whenever you're doing official business, what you do is, is information that will be searchable or findable or requestable by the public. And not just elected officials, Jason, you are a member of the city's planning commission. Any of your communications about what goes on in the planning commission, you can, those can be requested. And it's not just, just the newspaper and the media people that, that can make those, although we do it most often because it's our job, but anyone in the public can make that request. Right. And so what this lawsuit is at its core, and this is the key thing in mind. So the lawsuit is it runs 12 or 13 pages um, printed. And realistically, the lawsuits on like the last three pages and the first nine are some preamble stuff and then a bunch of what I'm going to call sort of salacious details about things that may are salacious accusations of fact. So those are the things to pad your bill as an attorney. Well, no, those are there. There are some questions why this was entered in this way, but I, I don't want to get into a conversation about um, why the attorney made the choices they did. I kid because I love. Okay, so there are at the end of this, there are two essential requests that the that Dr. Gates is making. The first one is essentially a she has essentially sued the school district for violating the sunshine laws she's saying you have violated those and there are penalties in the rules so if the if a public body violates these rules they are subject to costs fines penalties they'll have to turn over documents they'll have to do those sorts of things um, in there and that's what this first one is for so it sort of lays out what you know here are the here are the pieces of the Missouri Sunshine Law, and this is how they are, you know, what we're asking for is a record that counts under the Sunshine Law, and the school districts, the accusations in here, and remember, this is just Dr. Gates's and her lawyer's statement of what they say is happening. Um, it, there has been no official or response from the, the school board or from the school district um, in response to this, so we don't, we only have probably not even all of one side of the story, but they're saying we asked for these records. The school district did not give us these records. We think they are breaking the rules. Please judge, make it right. And that, that can be a monetary reward as well as uh, an, what we call an injunctive or a, an actual making them hand over that document. So that's the first one. What is the second count? Because this is this is my, my big question to you is the declaratory judgment. All right. So declaratory judgment is, it's not even that big and fancy a word, but declaratory is kind of a big word, a big fancy lawyer word. It's essentially asking the judge to say something is, uh, if there's a, a dispute about a law, for a judge to say the law says this, A. Or B. Or Isn't that the same as the first thing, though, that you just said? It, it is and it isn't. So what they're what they're saying is, in this particular case, they're saying, all right, there are some specific records um, that the school district has come in and said fit under a an exception to the law, and we want you, judge, 
to say those things are not an exception to the law. And so therefore it basically forces them to turn that information over. Does the, does, does the suit that you, you have read, does that give um, specifics of what those records are that they're, they're asking for a judgment on? In this case, uh, they are records uh, surrounding some complaints that were alleged to be made about the superintendent by teachers um, in the district. So there's some surveys that went out, uh, teacher surveys, and those responses to the surveys. And, and I am far from an expert on the Sunshine Law. I, I don't know whether that would fall under an exception or not, but there we are. Um, the, those except, that's the that's the stance that is uh, presumably was taken by the school district and the stance being taken by Dr. Gates is that they don't and we want those records. So let's just kind of, let me, let me just ask the, the brass tacks question here. If Dr. Gates is to win on both of those counts, mm -hmm. what in actuality, in effect, would that mean for Dr. Carpenter and the Lee Summit R7 school district? What could happen? At, at a very minimum, I mean, essentially would put the obligation on them to turn over the requested paperwork. Uh, that's the short version. Um, there may come with, there may be, if the judge finds it appropriate, there could be a, some fines, perhaps uh, a portion or all of Dr. Gates's attorney's fees could be paid by the district. So there could be a monetary cost. And there, but they're most likely it's going to be some sort of um, actual performance that they're going to require. The judge would require of this. Well, Jason, I want to go back to how you how you open this discussion. I want to talk about those pages and those sections at the beginning that you so expertly legalized and kind of waved off because there doesn't seem to be a direct correlation or relationship between some of the issues brought up and the two actual counts that are put before the judge for a decision. So talk to us a little bit about even, even if Dr. Gates were to win judgment on both of those two, what does that mean for the issues that she addresses at the beginning? What it means is that she'll have, I mean, the, the short version is she'll have information to be able to per perhaps pursue the core pieces of the issues there, but it doesn't prove. Does that, that mean more? Does that mean more lawsuits could follow? Is this a lawsuit to get to other lawsuits? I think that's the idea here, is that what you see raised in the allegations and without getting into the details, which I will say, I don't and know. And I don't want to say that either one of us is speaking for her. I'm just, right. I just kind of want to get a clear picture of what this means in a legal sense. Right, okay, so we'll, we'll say this in the shortest version possible, that the facts, the allegations made in there raise the possibility that there was a... Um, a policy violation by the school or by the school district um, and the school board. And, and, and let's, uh, that allegation has been, we should, we should say what that is. That allegation has, has, has been that there has, was a board policy that does not allow sitting board members to apply for jobs within the school district. Correct. And so that there's, there may be evidence that that is, and then there is an allegation that perhaps Dr. Gates was subject to race-based discrimination. Um, however, uh, I would say that simply winning on this particular action doesn't have any bearing on whether or not that actually took place. And, and I would question, and this is from my, my reading, is I'm not sure how necessary 
a lot of the facts and details that were put in there were to making this and perhaps some of this was being put in there to sort of get it out there and and open this conversation up on a level that we have that hasn't been able to be had because there hasn't been any official words in one direction or another um, but in the end and, and the short version of this is even if Dr. Gates prevails on the Sunshine Law questions, that does not mean that she would prevail on any other cause of action she might have related to this job hiring process. So Jason, my usual question would be to wrap this up with a what's next, but I guess the answer is that really we don't, we don't know. Right, I mean, the, the, the short version is that the school district will have time to file a response um, and whatever other responsive pleadings, motions, and other things that they want to be able to put into the, the case. And that at some point, this will come to a resolution. And then depending on what that resolution is, we'll kind of determine what the next steps might be after that. Well, I think the question um, most of our listeners and people around town are going to have is, is one of timing. So in the documents that are available publicly right now, does that give us any idea what kind of time frame we look at on these things can these how long can this kind of process last well given that the county courthouse in, in kansas city is being closed all week for a, a water main break who knows there'll be some delays as a result of that the legal price processes almost never grind very fast and so it could be it would be months i would assume months before we get to any kind of resolution on this particular matter all right well jason i appreciate you uh Put it on the attorney's hat, and um, I'll find somebody that you can still send the bill to a little later. We're going to stay on this because I think this is going to lead, Jason, to other conversations that, that, that hopefully we can have and facilitate with and for the community. So we'll, we, will, we will stay with this a little bit in the coming weeks and probably, as you say, months as this thing stretches out. But I think, I think this is a good place to start with what actually is this lawsuit, what does it mean, and what are we looking at in the near future? That will wrap up our Wednesday issues episode of Lee Summit Town Hall. We will be back with Jason next week. Subscribe to Lee Summit Town Hall on Apple Podcasts, Google like Podcasts. Us, share us. Or tweet us. Pretty much any of your favorite podcast apps. Send us questions for our mailbag episode. We've got a mailbag episode coming up at the end of this month. We want to know what questions you've got about issues in the city, the school district, all of the things related to our community. We will talk to everyone next week. Today's episode of Lee Summit Town Hall is sponsored by Shred KC. Jason, big news, big, big news. 12 pounds down and counting. I have said, I think, regularly that I wanted to see less of you on this podcast. and It's you, happening. And you are providing that service to me. So thank you. Look, people ask me for things. I do my best to fulfill their requests. You got nothing for that, do you? No. <laughs> hey, our friends at Shred, they're great people. It's a great program. Shred is about lifestyle change. Everything with them starts with nutrition and making good choices. All that starts before you know you get in and hit the weights. And, so, and let's let's be clear: all of your work so far has been nutrition and good choices because you have been operating with a bum wing, so you're not even really into the hard physical stuff. That, that that's true. I've got a little little doctor's note to get me out of some of that, but but I know it's coming. And look, 
hard work always gets you there. But but I like the process of starting with the basics. Let's start making better choices. Let's eat better. And then we'll move forward. So go visit our friends at Shred in downtown Lee Summit right off of 3rd Street. Go visit at shredkc.com.